Welcome back to the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. I am your host, Kyle and Sarah, and this is episode 50 with the queen of TikTok, my friend, Aviva Sonnenrich. TikTok, I heard everybody was telling me to get on TikTok uh, pre-COVID, and I started thinking about it, but then when COVID hit and we weren't allowed to leave, we weren't allowed to do showings, I had all this free time, and I figured, well, let's get to work, and uh, hopped on TikTok, started making... I'd always learned value-add content is the only thing people care about. This is the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle and Sarah. And look, I have learned everything I've learned in the restaurant business by doing it the hard way. I've learned by making mistakes. I've learned by losing money. I've learned by losing partners. And I'm here to share those experiences with you so you don't have to experience any of that. So whether it's scaling your business, learning how to be more efficient in your day-to-day operations, or just stay in the know with COVID reopening strategies, my goal is to provide as much value as humanly possible, particularly as we get going in this new year, 2021. But before we get started, I want to let you know that you can find the full video of each episode on my YouTube channel, along with several other videos featuring restaurant-related tips and insight. Now, let's get into this week's episode. If you're looking to grow your restaurant concept, whether in your local market, regionally, or across the country, you need to speak to the team over at Sabre Advisors. And yes, that is the team that I work with. And I'm very proud and grateful to say that they are a sponsor of the show now. And let me just tell you how this goes, because I know so many of you restaurant owners are looking at brochures every week that different brokers are sending you. You're driving by these vacant restaurants and you want to know which one's available, et cetera, et cetera. Look, just going to put it out there. That's not how the successful groups do it. They put a process behind it. They put a team behind it. So whether you have an in-house real estate department, which can be very expensive for you to tackle, or if you're an independent restaurant, the services can be the same. And the best part is 99% of the time, 99.9999% of the time, it costs the restaurant owner, the tenant, nothing. These are transactional fees that get paid for by the landlords who we, we team you up with. So look, whether you're looking for an alternative to that real estate department, or you want a custom program of services tailored just for your restaurant concept, we can help you put a process behind it that will make it way less stressful for you and will help you achieve those goals. So if you're interested in that, text me 914-996-4569. We can set up a Zoom call. We can talk about exactly what that looks like, what it means to build out your pipeline, finding your demographic, finding your psychographic, and understanding these markets that you're considering. So text me again, 914-996-4569, and head over to the Sabre website, sabre.life, and check out what we're all about. All right, my next guest is Aviva Sonnenrich out of Denver, Colorado. She's a commercial real estate broker specializing in warehouses. She's also a partner with her dad in his commercial real estate brokerage, and she's also got a tremendous initiative going on for Denver restaurants. But maybe what's most impressive is her TikTok game. 
Yeah, I know you're gonna hear her talk about it on here. And I love a disruptor. What can I say? She's really changing the game of commercial real estate marketing and just marketing in general, marketing your brand in general. So uh, listen to her talk about the TikTok game, to talk about warehousing, to talk about restaurants. Here she is, Aviva Sunrich. And first of all, I want to congratulate you on your recent engagement. Thank you. Very cool. Um, now, I have to, I'll be honest with you. I have usually gone through, and this points to what we were talking about before, old things that people do that don't really make sense or are not really relevant now. Um, previously, I would go deep into LinkedIn on what somebody does for a living and a little bit about their background. But I learned about you on TikTok, not yeah. on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but for those of us who don't have TikTok, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is Aviva Sunenrich. I am a broker here in Denver, Colorado. I, I own my own brokerage, but I also work with my father who owns his own brokerage. I just have too big of an ego to work under him directly. Oh, yeah, but um, I, my, I'm a third generation warehouse owner, manager, wheeler, and dealer. And so uh, I grew up in warehouses. My grandfather bought the first warehouse in 1984. Um, we still own that warehouse. I still lease and manage oh, wow. that warehouse. And so I have a long legacy of brokering warehousing. You I, didn't have a choice, it sounded like. No, I had a choice, but but <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm very lucky that I love my family business and I can't, you know, dad is very old school. There was no website to the company. There was nothing. Um, and so I feel very fortunate that I have the running room to hop in and build our, this warehouse um, landscape that we have to greater and further uh, reach. All through TikTok. No? Okay. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm tell me I'm right. I mean, I want I want that to be true. TikTok, TikTok. I heard everybody was telling me to get on TikTok uh, pre-COVID, and I started thinking about it. But then when COVID hit and we weren't allowed to leave, we weren't allowed to do showings. I had all this free time, and I figured, well, let's get to work. And uh, hopped on TikTok, started making. I'd always learned value add content is. The only thing people care about, which I have found to be true or entertaining, right. value, entertaining. If I'm not that entertaining, I can more just tell you real estate oh, tips. Oh, no way. <laughs> not true. That's a lie. But um, TikTok, I was, I, I have two accounts. I have my cat's account, which is generally younger girls. Uh, okay. And then I, so I thought the demographic was this very young demo. And then I started doing the real estate page and I realized that there are people of all ages and creeds and everything on TikTok consuming it. Yep. Um, and that I, you know, I, TikTok's also geolocational. So I post and people in India who, what I'm saying doesn't matter. They don't right. see it. 
I get a lot of people in Denver, Colorado who see it. Right. And then a lot, you know, across the US. So in, you know, I pay for advertising, Google ads, and I found that I could just get so much more reach and so much more visibility on TikTok that it was a, a no-brainer to That's, move forward with the platform. Yeah, I mean, it seems like let's just say we we all we all understand the marketing that you know you want to be in front of as many people with your product or your service as possible, and then you know you have people in our industry who you know they did most of that stuff growing up or coming up through the ranks um, in person cocktail meetings, yeah. flyers, dinners, networking events. But, you know, how's that working out for them now, right? Like, that's my right. thing. And to really shit on the TikTok thing or even social media thing at this point is just, I question your, like, overall intelligence, right? It just seems <laughs> so silly. You know, I even will get to, like, stuck in my own, like, I like Instagram. I'm a, But, like, <laughs> we don't choose the market. We choose right. whether we play into the market. Right. And and so it's been a big learning lesson and, and exactly what you're saying, um, watching, especially with technology, how it changes, and then watching where the consumption is. Um, like, for example, I say, like, I don't keep any secrets because I don't need to keep my secrets. Right. I get a lot of leads through just Google ads and you know, I noticed that, um, uh, wait, I'm blanking for a second. Okay. I noticed that, you know, what I think of, I have to, when I'm getting a lead, I trace backwards. So I say, okay, if I was in the general public looking for a commercial real estate broker and I didn't know someone, which is more common in commercial, mm -hmm. where would I go to find it? Right. And you know, for the past three years, it's okay, Google, no brainer. So then right. you go to, so now if you Google my real estate brokerage, we're the commercial real estate broker Denver, we're the first thing that pops up. And so this reverse engineering of attention um, led me to TikTok. And I, because I found success with it on Google. And so right. it would just be silly for me to think that it wouldn't, to, you know, this. This internet is a steam train that is not stopping. And so, right. and I'm not going to win a fight against it. Right. Um, so. That's a good way to put it. Like, yeah. why do you want to go up against it? I mean, people are not going to go very rarely in history, if ever, has anything, technologically speaking, gone backwards. <laughs> no. Like, this telephone doesn't work. We're going to go back to the telegraph. It's just way <laughs> easier for us. Man, yeah. I miss the beepers. <laughs> the beepers are so yeah, efficient. <laughs> Yeah, and you had to have a, a beeper, and you had to have like ten dollars worth of quarters on you everywhere you went. Right. Yeah. Oh god. But <laughs> I, you know, and and it's cool because I get to meet people like you. Like, I don't necessarily vibe with some of the brokers in my town because they're, you know, it's a very uppity sport. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I go to these conferences, and like, I got, I have nothing to talk to about yeah. with some of these people but i can hop on the internet i find like-minded people like you and eddie and you guys we do the same thing and we have the same mentality and yeah. so we can create a community outside of the boundaries that we normally wouldn't have been able to yeah you can be social outside of the cocktail party i mean yeah. i'm all for cocktail parties but it's just not you don't get the reach and i think i mean i know you've been in the business for a while but i'm sure you've run into it like 
for me, my background is in restaurants. So when I left restaurants, I was able, I was like looking for something to do that could leverage that experience. And then also wasn't too hard for me to pick up. And, you know, I didn't want to work for somebody else in another restaurant. And we needed something somewhat entrepreneurial, but you run into people who are like, well, like I've been in this business 30 years. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like that's cool. <laughs> that's one aspect of what you do. But to be honest, like I can reach as many people or more people than you can with probably one post in one day without cold calling people, without sending massive flyers. And there's some advantage to that. And I think it's also helps to grow your reach beyond your market. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Hey, you know, I, I am obsessed with watching how people consume. And so uh, when I used to go to the office before I made my own home office, I would watch the way uh, we have one property manager who works in the office who, I would sit with and I would watch the way she would pick up the flyers sent by brokers in the mail and rip them up and recycle them. And, and, and you know, there and you then, go. and then hop on Facebook and it was like, okay, like the average person thinks they're not average. We're all kind of pretty average. Right. How do I consume? How does she consume it? it you know, my old man isn't on Facebook, but which is which can pose a difficulty for me because my target demo really is the in my opinion the last demographic not on social media who's that older men like like right. 60 oh, yeah, 70 the... but you know that's funny because you know my dad is um 74 and now when I go out with him, you know, so be, he used to like five years ago, be like, get off the damn phone. Like, what are you like? What's the deal? And now if I go out with him, if we're not talking about something for three seconds. He's on Facebook. <laughs> That's his go-to for everything now. Like, granted, it's probably some weird like animal video he wants to show me, like a dog playing soccer or something. But he's getting his feet wet. You know what I mean? I <laughs> hear you. Like, they're not. They're not. Uh, they're not exactly dialed in. No, it, it's funny, you know. Like I, like I said, my old man, he built, he did everything without it. And so he never thought it was necessary. And when I came to the company, um, it was just like hit the ground running and, you know, mm. build the website, build the ads. And, and um, once he saw the success I was pulling, I could pull national companies and we're, you know, we're a mom and pop yeah. shop. Uh, he he thinks I'm a, a freaking all-star and I'm not, I'm just doing like very yeah. basic marketing now. Yeah. And, and yeah, so no, that's, 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 that's it. Right. And, but it's hard for him to grasp cause like, he's had success. I mean, let's, let's sit on that. Like, I mean, what is dad's take on exactly what you're doing? Like, what is he, I mean, obviously looking at the results, but what does he really think? What did he think in the beginning? Oh, he, you know, I think he thought I was just messing or, you know, just, not being serious. Just messing around on the internet. But it was like, I don't know. To me, it was very clear. Like I said, I had reverse engineered where people yeah. are going to look. And it was very clear where I needed to put our ads. And, you know, even to this day, he's like, well, what's what do you, what's the benefit of the TikTok and the videos? And I'm like, Dad, I got this. Like, I did this. You know, I'm not, you know, some things I do will fail without right. a doubt. Right, right. And some things will succeed. And I can't tell you what it's going to be today, but this is a long game. This yeah. whole thing, well, you you know, commercial real estate, owning commercial real estate, managing commercial real estate, leasing, you know, you, you deal in the restaurant space. You yeah. guys have 10-year uh, leases. Yeah. So this is a long game. And 
I'm not, you know, the old man says, stop looking for home runs. You just want ones and twos. All right, right. And that's what I'm trying to build are just ones and twos as to uh, continue to secure the bag via warehouses for the most yeah. part. So it's mostly warehouse. So if that's if that's the case, if most of them are not on these platforms, how do you how are you how are they getting to you through social media? Is it like their daughter told their dad about this warehouse space or told them about you? And what is what give me do you have any examples that we could dig oh, yeah. into? Yeah. I cool. love the job position I love is regional operations managers or okay. regional warehouse operations managers. Uh, those are the people who are searching on the internet who find me and then bring me to the old man. Yeah. That's, That's I, if I could, I, I actually do. You can go into LinkedIn and extract all the regional operations managers in, you know. Yeah, right, right. So those are my bread and butter. I do cold call. Obviously mm -hmm. it works. Right. Um, but yeah, I, it's generally somebody under the old man uh, <laughs> calling me. So how 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 does that has that dynamic played out in an actual deal? Like an actual deal, like this guy's granddaughter told him about that, or how how is that? Have you seen anything directly? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have not had anything directly from um, TikTok. TikTok. No, right. but it'll happen. I it am will no happen. Doubt. We yeah. are early early in tiktok oh land God. um you were there way before me but uh <laughs> respect um oh yeah oh yeah hey. oh like a month before i mean i i can tell you how i got started and it wasn't intentionally to talk about real estate i can tell you that oh that's funny um, but it was yeah it, it's i mean I, I think it's it's kind of like if, if tiktok goes away tomorrow like you and I now have the experience of doing this and Eddie and these people have doing this and we've generated this attention where people will move with you over to whatever it was. I, I don't have a, like a tremendous pipeline of deals coming through TikTok, but you know, in the volume of content that I put out there, you know, you save the videos, you can use them on other platforms. There's just a million ways to do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm impressed with, with what you've done and, and the content that you put out. And I'm just really shocked shocked that um you know more people like us are not doing it have you gotten resistance from local brokers at all have they said anything to you about um no no i you know i i see it you know it's very yeah. it's very clear and i do have to be very careful what i say mm -hmm. uh in terms of confidentiality um right. and just over you know i don't want to put my foot in my mouth or look like a butthole but <laughs> what is your what is your what that's what your beat what your outtakes look like that's, that's the real tiktok <laughs> we need to see yeah, yelling yeah. yelling at josh a cat you know there's like all these <laughs> or like oh shit, i shouldn't say that no no oh there trust me i, I i'm pretty unhinged i'm pretty p pg in oh, tiktok yeah. or try to be sometimes so TikTok. Speaking of TikTok, do you speaking of how you make those and the B rolls and stuff? Mm -hmm. Do you record in TikTok or do you use? Do you record in your camera and edit? I'd say ninety five percent of the time I do it directly into TikTok. Nice. Um, but like, here's an example. Yesterday I went into this um, property. I'm obsessed with historic properties in Denver. I this cool. is what I do. I like history. So yeah. they. 
this dispensary bought this property and they turned it into this like MMJ influencer paradise. So I hit them up and I was like, I would love to do a, a video for the tick for TikTok with Let's your property. Talk. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I, for that one, I went in, I filmed just like a bunch of clips just on my iPhone. And, um, then I came home and took those clips and made it into, I use a really simple software called Philomore, Wondershare Philomora, uh, uh-huh. plug it in, do some cool, uh, little transitions or effects. But I would say 95% of what I do is directly into TikTok. That's cool. I'm still thinking about the, the weed church that you posted. Right. Yeah. Denver is. I've um, never been there. It sounds like I got to get there. You, you are, you got a tour guide. Let's just say that much. I'll take you to all the cool spots. It's, it's, you know, that the legalization uh, Mm -hmm. has very, very much affected my family just because we were in warehousing and uh, warehouses weren't cool until the legalization. And then between the legalization and e-commerce warehouses got really cool. Mm. And so um, I, I'm all for the legalization. I hope it goes federal. Uh, But like, these you know there's so much retail or like that church Mm -hmm. that like people don't know what to do with these properties besides tear them down and build apartments and so Mm -hmm. people it's like this historic property i was in yesterday like i don't want a wrecking ball to be its future so like it's so cool to see these these new uses um coming into play you know, I love seeing a church used in a new way because right. there's too many churches. And right. so it gets me really excited for the future of real estate um, to see new ways that we're integrating culture into properties. So how are the dispensaries using where? I mean, what size are these warehouses that they're using? I'm assuming they're using them to grow or what's what is that use about? It's growing and it's extraction. So... Oh, okay. We don't do any growing in our warehouses just because there's too much moisture. Plants are meant okay. to grow outside and it kind right. of ruins the buildings. Um, oh, I didn't have thought of that. Okay. Yeah, but we do have extraction labs. They're called MIPS. MIPS. M infused product. I don't want to say anything okay. or else I get in TikTok jail. Oh, but, right, um, right. <laughs> you can. That doesn't sound so bad, TikTok. But jail. Um, so. Oh, it's just a dark place. <laughs> I take it, you know, but um, I'd say these these users go for anywhere from 5,000 to 100,000 square feet. Wow. Holy so, crap. That's massive. It, it, this is what it was. It was like there was 4 million square feet of inventory when it got legalized of, of warehouse inventory. And then we had about a million square feet of users coming in wanting the space. So as supply and demand would have it, uh, supply went down for warehouse space and demand went up and it's been a party ever since. (laughs) In a lot of ways. Oh yeah. So, you know, I had um, Bobby Stuckey on the podcast Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago and I know he has definitely a name for himself out there and he gave, you know, a pretty grim picture. I mean, he's on the national, you know, uh, sorry, the independent restaurant coalition. Uh, fighting the good fight over there in DC. What 
what exactly just from your perspective is going on with restaurants there and what, what do you see moving forward? Oh, I, my heart goes out to Bobby um, because his concepts are obviously very, very high end. And that yeah. is what is hurting right now. Yeah. Um, one of his restaurants is in downtown Denver, which is like downtown Denver is completely <laughs> obliterated right now. Like no one's going downtown. A lot of the restaurants are closed for the winter. It's a sad the place. winter. Wow. Yeah. Um, what about the skiing and stuff? Are they all? Sorry, I just was thinking. Oh no, they, no, no, you're yeah. good. The skiing still there? I mean, still open? Yeah, it's it really just started picking up in the last two weeks. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tourism for skiing. People are amped about it because it's outdoors and. Yeah. Right. So, but the restaurants are. Um, you know, so I'm doing this fundraiser, raising yeah. money to save local restaurants by right. feeding frontline healthcare workers. And I think you can resonate with me here. You know, I call these restaurant owners because um, we're getting them involved in more ways. For example, you're, you can add to the Toast app, like now an option to buy a yep. frontline or a meal. So yep. we've got like 20 restaurants already um, who have that option now and they're ordering. But... I'm used to with real estate, I make a call and I get, you know, a hundred no's and I call these restaurant owners right now and it's yes, 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 yes. And I'm not used to getting yeses, but it really just tells me how bad of a situation these people are in. And my heart goes out to them, especially because, you know, my fiance is a chef and I know his owners are going through hell right now. Yeah. So, um, we obviously absolutely need um, some help from the government for restaurants, you know, for these low margin businesses who uh, are mandated to not operate. It's a, it's a bloodbath and something needs to be done. So you're doing what I, what I think you're doing. We, a couple of people had done that around here, which is you're going to places that need food. And then going to the restaurant saying, hey, can you do an order for X, Y, Z on this day? Yeah. Is that right? So, okay. So then, yeah. So that's an incoming order that they're happy to take. I'm sure they're not busy. You don't have to squeeze it. And I'm sure the timelines are shorter. Now, how do you handle the, like, walk me through that process. Like, are you handling the delivery? What, what does that all look like? Yeah. So I have uh, one friend that I'm doing with it, a lifelong friend I grew up with. And, uh, he, I do like the marketing and the socials and he's the logistics guy, but we're very, I, I, people expect us to have this big operation and it's, it is simple. Like at 1230, I'm going to a restaurant picking up, I don't know, a hundred orders and I'll just drop it off at the, at the hospitals. And it, I, like I said, nobody is more willing to work with us right now than the hospitals and the restaurants because it's just a dire situation for both group. Yeah. And so, and that's why, and that's why I did the fundraiser was because it's like, it just really helped two groups of people. I felt like it was double the bang for your buck and my heart just goes out, you know, in my mm -hmm. business this year, like I took a hit, but it wasn't like, I'm not going in the green. I still, I'm, I'm not going in the red. I still did well. Um, but like, I can't imagine for these people who are losing, you know, who have yeah. rents in a closed restaurant that's five figures. It's like, 
I don't know how these they sleep at night. And so yeah. I, I think one of the things that this whole the whole country got was a rest um an education on restaurant math. You know, I remember <laughs> when this thing first hit, they were like people would say to me on the regularly say to me, do restaurants really not have like a couple months of cash just in case something happens? And I'm like, they're paying last week's bills from the money they're making today. I know, you know that, that, that's the thing. Even so, even some of the, like the, the brands I look to work with are three to five units looking to expand. And even they are, you know, you see the data's out there they they can't make it on that kind of, I mean, it's all relative. No, I, I was talking to a purveyor. Well, I wasn't talking to a purveyor. Josh, my fiance, was talking to a purveyor. And he was out $800,000 because at the beginning because of the trickle down of the restaurants not being able to pay the bill for the inventory. And it was like, holy shit. You yeah. know, this is affecting more than, know. yeah, unfortunately. And it, yeah. And it's, I, I frankly, I think at the end of this, people keep talking about how, 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 insane is it going to be when this is over people are going to be dying to go out there these restaurants that survive are going to really be crushing it but i really think there should be like a, an award ceremony i mean to survive there's so many things that these restaurant owners had to do right like you had to possibly pivot your business into like a freaking grocery store or even offering yeah. delivery that you didn't do but on, in addition you're also like you have to take a bullet every day. You got to negotiate with your landlord every day. You got to figure you watch the news, the percentage. You have somebody at your door, I think. Yeah. Hold on one second. Yeah. <laughs> I turn on all my notifications. <laughs> you got an old school cold caller. <laughs> See, this is reality podcasting. You might get a knock on the door. Maybe it's a food delivery. Oh, it's it's the HVAC gentleman. Uh, uh, it's so funny. I like tried so hard to turn off all my notifications on all my devices. Amazing. I didn't know that was the switch. I'm. Um, thank you. No problem. I really appreciate it. You want me to check your, your filters on here? Yeah, if you want yeah. to. Thank you. Oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. You forgot to turn it on. What did you? Did you have to just unplug it, plug it back in? In my apartment, like <laughs> the switches are powered. Okay, yeah, the switches do the electrical, and I'm like not used to switches powering the electrical. And there's, I'm just <laughs> there's some things that is outrageous. What a what a time. But the um, that's that's okay. We love we love real. <laughs> I don't I don't edit these, so you're good. This is great. This is what people are gonna hey. get to know you better. See, this is all content. They want to know who you really are. Absolutely. You actually have an HVAC like everyone else. Yeah. Hey, and authenticity is everything. You know, you know, I, I found something when I, and you might resonate with this. On TikTok, I get comments where people say, I trust you because you look real. Like, like I'm, I don't have fake, I'm not fake and I'm not that fancy. Yeah. And that, and that's just me, right? I don't, I don't have time to make up somebody else. I, literally only just want to be me and it's so funny because it's just my authentic self and people can sniff that out in a second yeah um, oh yeah and so being that authentic just just being myself day to day which is easiest because like i said it's the least amount of effort <laughs> yeah um it really comes through and people really appreciate that i think so saber the 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 brokers i'm a part of you know they 
pride themselves on being Jay Siano prides himself on, you know, the fact that we think outside the box and we do, we do digital marketing where a lot of people in our industry don't yada, yada. But I think what is something that people forget is it's easiest to be yourself right? Like just document yourself. They're so worried about like, what do I look like? What do I sound like? Do whatever. It's, it's really a mind game. Like it's really a mind game. If they would just document their day, like if yeah. they pulled their coffee, if they cursed, if they flubbed the word people, it's more endearing. That's what I think people miss. Oh yeah. Hey. Yeah. And like, especially I, for, you know, like our culture right now really lifts up quite literally like and I'm just going to say women because I don't really pay attention. And I know they, it does with men too, but like women are expected to be in full-blown hair, full-blown makeup. These are the women who are looked up to. And it's just, it's completely unrealistic. And, and I think it's sad for women and it's sad for everybody's expectations. And so um, I think well, it's really, the thing that, yeah. sorry. And then I think no, the no. thing is if you run into somebody on the street, and like, let's say you got done up every day and you're just out getting gas for your car. They're going to be like, oh, like, yeah. or like you can't spit the knowledge that you have that you do on TikTok. It's really just something you're reading off. Like if you're not who you are, the goal of this is to meet somebody and transact or do some sort of business. Right. I mean, if you can't, then what the, this is all just a TV show. It's like a fake TV show. That doesn't help anybody. And you'll burn out. Oh, yeah. Oh, you God. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's obviously not the goal is to burn. And I find the content that I post that I'm literally in the trenches learning, you know, like I mess up. And so I'll teach other people about that. That's when the goal, that's where the gold nuggets are. It just oh, yeah. in the realest, simplest content um, is where I find the most, it, it, it helps the most people, which is my goal. What I do is I have in my notes, like, so let's say I go on a tour. I do mo mostly tenant rep stuff. For so sure. if I go on a tour, um, the landlord is just like something crazy or like I just had like a landlord retrade a deal off his own marketing brochure. I'm like, how, how, well, that will be a content piece. Like, you know, like those kind of things. I just put a little note in there. Like, Hey, this landlord, this kind of comment. <laughs> and you know, People struggle so long, so much about like, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Like, think about the crazy shit that happens to you during your day. There's definitely something that happens during your day that somebody's going to find interesting. And I think you've done that. You've made it super entertaining um, just on like lease terminology and like things like, you know, don't do this before you sign a lease or do this before you sign a lease. I mean, that kind of stuff, that's the way people want that information now. Like, give it to me in 10 oh, yeah. What? Don't do what? Yeah. Oh, and, and that's the way I consume. If I want to yeah. learn about, literally, like, I want to learn about the stock market. I hop on TikTok and I'm just like, okay, the fastest way I could consume the most amount of information. And yeah. and that's why I do it is because, you know, it's like I said before, you just have, I'm obsessed with watching human trends and how they consume. and Smart. And we don't, like I said, we don't choose how they consume. We choose if we get, want to play into it. And so that's right. Well, look, I know you got meals to deliver. You got warehouses to show. I don't <laughs> want to be, I don't take up too much of your time, but I do have some rapid fire questions that I have prepared for you. Excellent. And they're just really like, how many do I have here? 
like five or six. Thank you so much. Now, the thing is, you can only answer them in a few words or one sentence max. Okay. Okay. Excellent. That's the key key part. Okay. You ready? Yes. I wish I had one of those. Well, it's like game show time, but I don't. But I don't. Okay. On what the to-do. The, yeah, right. What is the one thing you would tell the 18-year-old you? Don't party so hard. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about the partying. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, this. Maybe like, not. That, that's like a whole other set of questions. What's, what is that? You party too hard when you were 18? Oh, no. I just had a lot of fun, you know. <laughs> Couldn't get me out of the library. I was <laughs> stuck there. I didn't care what time they closed. Oh but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, what was the first concert you attended? Oh, uh, Jimmy Buffett. Awesome in yeah. Denver. Ah, yeah. And I remember my mom looked at me. And she goes, "You smell that? It smells like gym socks. That's marijuana." <laughs> And I was like, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know, Mom. Um, okay. What would your dad say is your greatest strength? That's funny. Um, <laughs> probably communicating via technology. Really? Okay. Yeah. If you could only eat in one restaurant for the rest of your life going forward, which one would it be and why? Um, well, um, there was this restaurant that unfortunately just closed called Morin. It was this mm-hmm. very high-end French restaurant um, here in town in a historic property that I'm obsessed with. That, that restaurant was phenomenal. I love French food. Wow, oh. There you go. Yeah. And here this this question is strictly so I can use it for ammo with my wife. What time do you go to bed? <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. That is the universal response. And what time do you get up? Seven. Okay. All right. Good sleeping habits too, on top of yeah. it all. You know, COVID got right? me sleeping. <laughs> Nice. Well, I, I usually this is the part of the show where I'd usually say, "Well, where can anybody find you if they want to learn about your business?" But I think I know the answer. Find me on TikTok, Kyle. I look up to you so much. I really appreciate you reaching out to me. You really are. You're like the dawn of real estate <laughs> on uh, social media and I, commercial, and I really, really look up to you. So I. Oh. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, I appreciate you having me here. And I'm glad that we got to meet um, via the interwebs. Absolutely. I have no doubt. Yeah, I have no doubt we'll keep in touch. And I look forward to meeting you in real life. For sure. And thank you so much for all you're doing for restaurants. Is there anything that you need that uh, you can provide in terms of information where somebody needs to reach out to you for that? Yes, I will put, if you want to donate to save Denver restaurants while feeding healthcare workers, I will put that bio or the link in my bio in my TikTok. There you go. That's called a sales funnel, folks. That's, plat- that's you know, <laughs> you're killing it. No, but Jen, I appreciate it. I mean, these restaurants need all the help they can get. It's really unbelievable that they're most of them are still hanging on. So, but thank you so much for the frontline workers. I will definitely see you on TikTok. And, I look uh, forward to it. All right. Have a great day. I'll talk to you. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys, that was Aviva Sonarich. Thank you so much for checking out the show again this week. That was episode 50. Wow, hard to believe. I know it's not much compared to some of the other guys, but you know what? It is uh, 
an accomplishment that um, you don't shake a stick at that. What does that even mean? Anyway, proud to have 50 episodes. Uh, you can find uh, Aviva on Instagram at real estate source underscore or on TikTok, real estate source there. But, but doesn't stop there. You can also text her. The warehouse hotline, 303-529-1218 to talk about warehouses, to talk about commercial real estate, to talk about branding. Uh, you can talk about her DJing background. Yeah, DJing background. So uh, definitely one of the coolest commercial real estate advisors I know. And uh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Future member of the CRE Digital Army. All right, guys. Look, um, hang in there, right? Vaccine looks like it's taking hold. Um the winter here in New York is hopefully coming to an end soon, but um, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, guys. We made it this far. Hang in there. Thanks again.